This week on the Pushball Legs podcast, we talk about squatting with plates underneath your heels. Should you be doing it or should you not do it? We've got Dan's top tip and my top tip. And we talk about email on stupid things on the internet this week. Three, two, one, machine down. It's just a no. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Pull Legs podcast with myself, Dan Meek. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, bro? Yeah, we're good. We're back into the uh, normal routine now of me not being in London, so today's recording is going to be less tinny than the last one. Yeah, was. apologies for that, but we were in... Dan and fought the uh, recording studio through, basically, um, yeah. where we normally record... My house is full of uh, cushions and fluffy animals and curtains. Basically, it absorbs everything, and I, I think yours is very similar. Or you have you have you got your little boom mic on with the thing on. I've got I've got a good mic. So we uh, <laughs> we were in uh, one of our friends' apartments, as you can see. That wasn't our apartment. We didn't even ask permission for that to go on air. Jess. I know, yeah, I just uh. realised that. Oh, well, no, no, you won't mind. <laughs> he won't. But yeah, it was full of uh, wooden floors and hard, everything was very hard, hard any curtains in there, so it just sounded a bit weird. But um, yeah, it was necessity because of the situation we're in, but hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed it and kind of enjoyed our best of the rest protein bar reviews. Um, because one thing I think we forgot to really mention was that <laughs> we, were, we were testing the other protein bars that are out there because we already know the best ones. So yeah. there's a reason that, for example, we didn't review Bear Bell's protein bars or Mars protein bars or Carb Killers. And it's kind of because they're already at the top, like they're the best ones. And this was like a test to see if any of the others out there were up to scratch. Um, and as we found out, only really one of them was which was the protein pantry so protein pantry then they're, they're now gone up and they're now in there there's a top four top four or five now um <laughs> so yeah i did have a bear bells today actually they're still, they're still number one bear bells um, number one and um, we also got some good shout outs from protein pantry they give us a little uh, repost which is good and uh, so did protein pick mix the company that sells all the stuff so that was cool yeah, so actually, protein pickmix is really good because you can, if you don't know what, if you don't want to buy twelve of the same bar, you can go on there and buy those different individual ones. And like, likewise, if you wanted to say they do like mix and match boxes of yeah. the same brand. So if you wanted like carb killers, but you wanted two of each flavor of six different flavors, you get it for the same price as you would for a full box. So it's pretty neat. Um, pretty, yeah, anyway. pretty, pretty neat. It's pretty neat. Neato, guys. Neato. <laughs> wow. What vernacular you have, Dan. It's absolutely astonishing. Great. Well, you're a prick. <laughs> right, should we go through what we're doing today, mate? Probably should, shouldn't we? Yeah, before well, you get any more sleep. Um, yeah, so you put a post out and then I had to withdraw what I wrote because I got told off. Um, yeah, because you ruined it. Ruined absolutely it. ruined it. <laughs> it was only up there for literally like a minute. Literally a minute. And then I got rid of yeah. it. I think maybe one person saw it. I think Emmett, maybe, or... Yeah, just just call me boring, basically. Uh, yeah. Just because Dan knows I've got strong opinions on this. When it comes to training, I've got strong opinions. Nutrition, meh, fuck it. Um, yeah, so squatting with plates underneath your heels is basically the big topic we're going to talk about today. And then we got we got we got Dan's top tip. Yeah, I, I just we, we were talking about it the other day in the uh, in the office. I think it was yesterday. We, we weren't. We weren't talking. No, 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 no. In team boxing, um, yeah. and I just came up with, 
yeah, the one thing that I observed from my time in London and one thing that I think that a lot of people could do and that would really help them, regardless of how much nutritional knowledge they have and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, we can go into that. Um, yeah, and, and I think most people who listen to this podcast probably won't need to worry about it, but it came from the kind of question of, we always get asked like whenever you go you know to a party to a wedding whatever oh what's the number one thing i can do and like i've always struggled with that thing of like oh well you know there's so many things you need to do but actually i've now got it nailed on what i would say now so i'll give it to you later cool and then i'm just gonna give you a top tip of what i like doing right now Uh, nothing weird just within training (laughs) eating honey nut cheerios pretty much oh absolutely they're on sale so i literally just go into sainsbury's see see what cereals on sale and base my decision off that just because i'm not not to spend the extra 50p clearly but i'll just be like that's also a really good way of keeping that variety variety yeah yeah yeah. variety there we go Yeah, just going in there being like, right, well, I'm going to go for them because they want to push this week. So. Yeah, so I'm going to smash them. But uh, really odd, I had my backpack on at the till and then I fit everything in my backpack apart from the honey, like the honey Cheerios. And the girl's like, mm-hmm. oh, do you, want a, do you want a bag for your Cheerios? Like, no. Like, my hands, like, I can carry those. <laughs> do, you know what, do you know why? Do you know why she said that? It's because you look like you don't even lift. Brilliant. Wow. I was, I was asking for, for that, really. It was just going to come full circle, wasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. She was like, this guy can't carry those Cheerios <laughs> under Cheerios. his arm. I got them to the till. I got that, but yeah. I had a, I had a, I had Maybe a carrier Maybe because you thing, struggled right? so much to the till. <laughs> you were like, Jesus, this guy needs a hand. He's, a hand. He's sweating so much from all the cardio. <laughs> yeah, it was just walking around the shop, mate. And it's just basically a farm like a little carry with... Uh, uh, a, a suitcase carry in that queue with a little pause suitcase carry pause awful lats are on fire all right and um, then we've got um we've got stupid things obviously all right so squatting with plates underneath your heels disclaimer on this that when dan put this post up he meant putting fucking little like 1.25 or 2.5 kilo plates or, the, or even wedges whatever, or like any those things not putting squat shoes on yeah yeah, so it came about because I saw a video of someone squatting with like a piece of wood or like plastic. It wasn't even the plates. I know people do that a lot, but it was like a piece of wood or something under their under their heels squatting. And I just noticed as soon as I, I watched it, I was like, that doesn't look like a squat. And it doesn't look like it's it's very comfortable. Um, just because, again, of like the knee position it forces you into as well and things like this. But anyway, it got me thinking. I was like, hang on a minute, like, where do people's not where does people's knowledge sit on this like where, where do they think should they do it shouldn't they do it um and i originally wanted the question to be just yes or no and then i thought <laughs> well no some smart fucker's gonna put in it depends so i thought right i'll put it, it depends in um knowing that really i don't think it does depend i think there's a there's a definite answer um and having trained countless number of of clients and different people and like from old women who can barely move to, you know, athletes who are injured, people who have had knee rehabs, all these sorts of things. Um, and I was like, thinking in my head, I was like, have I ever done that in my head? I was thinking to myself, I was like, nope. No, I've never, ever done that with anyone. Um, and I know that people will say, oh, it helps increase your hip range of motion and it helps increase your depth of your squat. And I was like, no, if you're a good trainer – you can find other ways of doing a squat pattern without having to do that. So I thought, right, we'll throw the question out to the to the group, and I thought, 
Tom would have his view. <clears throat> uh, his view is the same as mine, I think. But um, Tom was too trigger happy on the keyboard, like he always <laughs> like a troll, ready to pounce. Um, so I made him delete his answer so that we could kind of have a discussion on it and, and give you guys, I guess, a bit of the rationale behind why we would. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say never. Why we would never raise someone's heel with something underneath it like that for a squat. I don't think I'd ever do it. I honestly, a hand on heart, would say I don't think I'll ever do it. Um, so yeah, Tom, why would you never do it? Why would I never do it? Mm. Um, basically, I don't know why I started to write. Um, so I've also never placed anything underneath somebody's. Um, heels to squat. I also wrote a post on this about 10, 12 months ago on Facebook because I got annoyed at it being done in, I think, one of the facilities I was working at. And I, I <laughs> laid out, like, number one, either your trainer is too lazy and they couldn't think of another exercise to activate what they want to do, either quad or hip, deeper flexion. Um, then they're too, they're not as educated as you think they are. So they cannot think of any other exercises or don't know how to get around that. Um, they can't be bothered. They've seen it done before. It's worked for them. That kind of rationale. Cause as far as I'm concerned, there should be, I, the, the, I think the one argument that people have on this is their physiology and their anatomy and how they're biomechanically built. So the, the the arguments that come back is about femur length and more likely tibia length um, and being able to drop into your squat. But as we know, everybody's anatomy and physiology uh, is different. We know that. So how about as trainers, as coaches, we educate ourselves to the uh, basis of being able to do some assessments and do some kind of orthopedic assessments so we can find out the pathology of what's going to happen in somebody's hip, what's going to happen in somebody's ankle, more than anything else. I'm going to guess most people have a legitimate amount of knee flexion. I've not found anybody that's failed um, any kind of knee flex tests. I'd be very shocked if, if I asked somebody, oh, can you basically flex your knee as much as possible yeah that's fine cool past 90 degrees you'd probably be okay it's going to be where they're looking at their hip and where they're looking at their ankle and then that can be a basis of where you're going to go with your squat pattern and not just be like oh actually i'm just going to shortcut you because i can't be bothered to train you all the way through this so we're just going to try and give you increased depth by lengthening your posterior chain and put you on heels mm, so um, it's one of the it's one of those where for me like even before we start thinking about all those sorts of things, right? And Tom, obviously, with your background in biomechanics, that's where you kind of look at. And for me, straight away, when I look at that, I just go, right, back squat is quite an advanced exercise. All right, regardless of, like, someone's tibia length and their pathology and their hip movement or whatever, like, if someone back squats and they can't hit depth, you regress the exercise, right? You just go, right, you're just not ready for the exercise, you don't then put something under their heels to make them be able to back squat by cheating. You go, no, you go back to try a front squat, for example. And then you go back further from there and you go, right, we're going to do Bulgarian split squats or we're going to do goblet squats. And my point is like, there's so many other exercises you can do before you even get to back squat. It was almost like this trainer was like, no, everyone has to back squat. If you can't back squat, you're never going to make any progress. You never make any gains. So we have to put this under your heels. And I'm like, no, 
you're too lazy to regress the exercise because you can't coach someone or you don't have the knowledge to know that when you anteriorly load some weight, someone can go into deeper hip flexion, for example, and they require less um, flexibility in their calves, whatever it might be, right? But you can tell that this trainer probably hadn't sat down and gone, right, the next six weeks before we could try and back squat again, we're going to go through calf flexibility to make sure that you're stretching out your calves. We're going to go through hip mobility movements. We're going to go through like nice long warm-ups. We're going to make sure that we stretch those movements out. But also we're going to progress you through from goblet squat to Bulgarian split squat to front squat and then to back squat. And you'll be able to back squat without having this thing under your heels. And for me, it was almost like a case of like, let's just load this guy up because he's going to feel good and feel strong. And it's like, no, but he can't back squat. Like, yeah, he might have a decent amount of weight on the bar, but he can't back squat. It's not a back squat at that point. And it's like, I just think it's just pure laziness on the on the, on the the part of the trainer to not regress that person and go, no, look, you should be doing these movements instead. Um, and I've, like I said, I've, I've trained so many people who, when they first came to me, could barely half squat, barely half squat because of the hip mobility. Within one session... I got them to parallel just based on a few cues and a few things they needed doing. And then then from there, over the next, whether it be six to 12 weeks to 18 weeks or however long it took, how many sessions they had, to then full range squatting. It may not have been back squatting, admittedly, because some people don't need to back squat. But they had a much better squat pattern and movement pattern and they were still fully activating their quads and their glutes more so than this person was doing on their raise on their heels, for example. Um, and it just really frustrated me because I was like, it's, it's just lazy on, on the trainer's part for me. And, and the person doing it is none the wiser. They trust their trainer and they're getting a substandard service and they're doing substandard lifts and they're getting substandard probably results, but they think that they're doing the right thing. Um, and that was just my view on it. And I just thought I'd throw it out there and see what everyone thought. Um, <laughs> yeah. those people were, were were in agreement I think I think so um, the, the fact is that uh, what Dan says there it's an amazing plug for uh, what I teach in my seminars is is the progression regression model of finding a continuum and going actually back squats are fucking they're in the advanced part of our Venn diagram over on this side and then we can start to bring them back maybe they're crossovers of where things can sit but they're advanced so I've actually got I just decided to get my uh, my little sheet up of my list of lower body progressions so um, so I've got squats, deadlifts, lunges and bridges as my progressions and I've got 13 different squats on, on my continuum that I teach and back squatting doesn't happen until number 11 so I would guarantee that anybody who gets coached all the way through would probably hit 10 different types of squatting, at least. That's 10 different times of bilateral knee-to-hip, basically, flexion squats before they start back squatting. But that doesn't, need, that doesn't even take into account that they're probably working their hinge pattern through some sort of deadlift. They're going to be working their hinge pattern definitely through a glute bridge. And they would have gone through some sort of split squat pattern for a lunge. Um, so they're going to be going through their deep hip flexion, deep knee flexion, through any kind of <laughs> walking reverse, slide board, valve slide, deficit reverse, um, all these guys. And the fact is that I found... What have I got? I've got a list of uh, 26... Bloody hell, a load. 
uh, it must must be at least like nearly 40 different exercises that we can easily just chuck in if when we don't have to do the kind of putting a person in an unstable position wobbling them about more than likely putting too much weight on their back that they can't handle it because they haven't obviously back squatted to any kind of depth before mm. and then suddenly you're trying to make them go full for all range so in theory um so looking at as well as we look for a mobility stability model we've suddenly put this person in a kind of disadvantaged position by making them go into deeper hip flexion and deeper knee flexion than they can actually handle and then we've Mm -hmm. asked them to basically posterior load and drop in and they've Mm -hmm. never even been there before like they have no idea what that even feels like in that amount of deep hip flexion so like fuck are they going to get any gain out of it that's just that's just barbaric. That'd, that'd be like literally, Dan. All right, can I take um, your hand and place it behind your back on your lumbar, and you're gonna try and do some curls back there? You don't even know what your fucking hand is. So mm-hmm. why the hell would you do that? It's it's just it just baffles me it, it, because as well the other thing is like I know that not all training has to have some sort of carryover into real life, right? And I get that. Even like as a physique athlete, especially, I get that that you you know you don't have to always have an exercise that makes you stronger for life or anything like that. You just want to look better. But the other thing is like, when do you ever perform a movement on your tiptoes, like with something under your heels? You don't. Like you need to be strong and stable with your feet flat on the floor. Now, this person may not have been a sports person. They may not ever be an athlete or anything like that. But again, it's like you're not giving that person the strength that they can utilize in everyday life because they never find themselves in that position of their foot like i don't know and for me it's just yeah i just don't understand how you can ration you can rationalize it to your client and you're just bullshitting them if you're saying oh don't worry it's fine we're just we're gonna gonna you know we're doing it because of this this and this it's like no you're not you're doing because you're lazy and you can't or you don't have the ability to coach someone out of that um like i said i think we've all we've both had clients who when they present to you literally look like tin men they call when when they present to me yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> you have to pick up on every little thing, don't you? Jesus Christ. Oh, you've got some um, great so, Yeah, so like when they when they when they walk into the gym uh, <laughs> and they look like the tin men, it's kinda like we've managed to get that person squatting, like through full range. Through you know, with time and patience and good programming. Um But also or just, or just copying your programming, that's what I do. <laughs> Disclaimer is that it's their full range. Not your full range, their yeah. full range. That's, yeah. that's one of the biggest drawbacks of people trying to think, oh, shit, yeah, that's a squat. No, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, so let's, let's, let's tell people what possibly that you would do or what I would do at the start. So to find somebody, um, so just research this. Research Dean Somerset scour hip test, and that takes five seconds to do before you, do, you train with your client. And suddenly, you'll then do a scour hip test to find out where their deepest hip flexion is and where they should put their feet during their squat and how wide their, basically their hips and their knees should be. And then there's five seconds. Go look that up and then come back to us and see what happens with your clients. If you, if you, if, obviously, if that's the issue, you can't drop into hip flexion, then maybe. But it could be, I'm not sure a lot of people are going to go, oh, they have a lack of dorsiflexion. And then, yeah, cool, we're going to work on dorsiflexion forever. So we can just do knee-to-wall drills until they cry. And, but the chances are you're going to have to, I know Dan's going to hate it, 
foam roll or foam smash of uh, some sort of release mm. through their gastroenteritis, or maybe they've got incredibly underactive anterior tips and they can't pull up. Oh, mm. who knows? Um, but I would say if there's some tests to do, like an Eli test is probably not the best thing to do because that's basically the knee flexion test. Um, I've never seen anybody fail it. Um, so Obers, Thomas tests, Faber's tests, hip scour tests, go look them up, basically. There you go. And, Back, if, go. and, if, and if for the love of God they say you've got tight hamstrings and that's why it is, <laughs> run a mile. Then, yeah, just be like, all right, I'm going to ask you to breathe out in a hamstring like... Uh, in some sort of isometric hamstring and it'll be fine <laughs> just, just yeah. like whew, you'll be good you'll be cool <laughs> but the, the the biggest argument is for activation purposes right I guess they, I don't they, think I don't even know I don't even know there isn't an, for me there isn't an argument uh, yeah okay but playing devil's advocate um, the biggest argument is oh yeah they're gonna get like some sweet activation in full range but do leg press go, lo, go, go leg on. press go, go leg yeah. extension go <laughs> Go yep. do some like bridge work. I don't get it. Like, nah. don't put your person in. Dis- if you want, if you want an activation and you want it through those muscle groups, do leg press because you'll be able to do more weight than that as well on leg press, and do hip press. <laughs> yeah, that'd be Simple. cool. And then, if you're saying the squat is a, let's say I'm using air quotes here, functional movement. You know what's more functional is a weighted it's step. Actually, it's, and you know what's more functional is actually having the feet flat on the floor. Like <laughs> a weighted forget, you know. go. I, the one thing I would go for if you're increasing dorsiflexion as well and you're driving up is like a, a weighted step up of some sort. That'd be cool. Oh, you mean one of those ones that you see some trainers do where they do it like this, the five foot high box and they get their clients <laughs> to try and get up on top of it in one step? Not, not yeah. those ones, no. Yeah, not, not like the small steps. <laughs> they're useless. Just, let, just, just go for just a little, maybe start off just a little bit higher than you normally would go up a step up your house. Um, yeah. Let's say that's probably the step that most people are using. And then yeah, we'll that doesn't st- look as cool, Tom. <laughs> let's use that because we're going to be like, we're training people for life, Dan. Remember, um, and then, but then, all work up till you hit about ninety degrees, and then you can push forwards, and then do a little stamp and activation exercises. All oh, cool shit. Let's get there first. Let's let's ch- chill for six weeks and like, write a nice little program and get people some gains. But yeah, like also, I'm guessing most people who are trainers would have known of the uh, NSAM overhead squat assessment. Do that. Fuck it. It's really easy. You can download the spread like sheet and just take out the overhead part basically because you're going to find like 5% of people can do that and that's about it um, not, not even Tom can do it I can't do it properly so no <laughs> I can do a wall angel like a badass but not over squat very well uh, oh well I don't really press overhead that much to be honest mm. no I don't since the, my T8 starts to be like that, yeah. that noise is yeah, that's it the technical to term of, isn't yeah, it starts, yeah. To, starts to get a bit squiffy because as we know that's the that's where all kind yeah. of planes of motion go from your spine, right? Uh, yeah, I do that. I think we, I think we covered it. I think we covered that. No, I don't. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> don't do it. You're all better than that. Um, if if you still do them, then quite happily message me, and I'll give you um, some exercises to do instead. And, and like the other thing as well is like if if you if you saw the poll and you thought yes, or you thought it depends, or anything like that. Hopefully, from that you've learned why you now maybe wouldn't do that but i want you to know that this isn't an attack on you or anything personal to you it's because you've probably seen it right from trainers that you trust maybe doing oh, yeah, it and yeah for sure you've seen it and you probably thought oh that's probably i can i can see why someone would do that and hopefully now you kind of go actually maybe that now you can go away and go actually i see what they mean or i see where i would do that and so don't take it personally it's not um 
we've all we've all kind of been in a position where we've learned something new and it's just um it's just a case of being critical and being so being sometimes self-critical and going right okay i i can see why i thought that may have been a good idea and as tom did when he played devil's advocate there it's like the, you know there's possibly like an argument for it and and that's fine but um yeah our, our advice would be to to kind of think more logically and go no i can regress that and i can go backwards um and like you say you've probably been misled a little bit by a trainer who you've seen do that um yeah. and they probably wouldn't be able to explain why unfortunately but yeah go, we can do some like counterbalance squats and stuff like that make them sit in the hole with a ball push it out pulse it push it out and stuff do that kind of crap i'll do a video of that yeah fuck it i'll do a video tomorrow um yeah there you go there you go easy. easy you do a little pulsating squat a little test assessment ish thing that will help people out to rock into their deep hip flexion and mm-hmm. a little bit of dorsey it'd be it'd be amazing it'll be a really boring exercise but it'll be it'll be cool to do as a b okay <laughs> pair it with some fucking heavy bench press. it'd be cool uh, to do as a b <laughs> it'd be uh bench pressing i like the b exercises they're more fun um that's where i can explain shit right so i think that ends that discussion dan we're gonna give, i think it does yeah it's cool no move on all right dan's top tip oh yeah so um, <laughs> yeah so we were chatting about like and actually this came up this is gonna sound really bad now um this came up from the week i spent in london and um i i saw a few people not that i know personally i just saw a few people that from my time when i was in marlebin before um me and tom talked about this when uh, when i was there um one woman in particular worked in like a, a bakery or cafe place and um I remember her from my time in Marlborough and I saw her and I was like, wow, she's put on like a fair bit of weight. And, um, and again, it kind of dawned on me and I was like, yeah, I, like we get those questions all the time of like, Oh, how do I, how do I not, you know, gain weight and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, people say it kind of happens without them realizing. And it dawned on me that one of the easiest ways to make sure that you don't gain too much body fat, even if you're letting yourself kind of relax and don't really care is to weigh yourself every day. Now, I know that some people say, oh, weighing yourself and you get hung up on the weight on the scales and all that sort of stuff. And I don't mean from a point of view of like trying to always get it down or anything like that. But if you weighed yourself regularly, you would get to a point where you'd see that number going up too much or too quickly or too often. And you'd probably like stop yourself from getting over a certain number. So say, for example, you were, you know, 70 kilos and you've been 70 kilos all your life. And every day you'd get on the scales just to check, just to check, just to check. And then the, 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 the day it turned over to the, into the 80s, you might be like, holy shit, I've never been 80 kilos in my life. Maybe I should try and lose a bit of weight. And you might get back down to the 70s again. And you kind of stop yourself from getting to that point. And I think that there's certainly value in... Oh, sorry. Wow. 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 This, that never happens in Bath. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Somebody, something really serious Somebody's scrumping apples somewhere down. Jesus oh, Christ, you better God. run out. That's ridiculous. Stealing sheep or something. Um, Yeah, so it's kind of that thing of you would be on top of your weight and you'd know where you're at. And obviously, muscle and and whatever can change that number. And I'm not not for that point of view, but just for the general public, from their point of view of keeping an eye on their weight and not getting too fat and not becoming you know 16, 17 stone. Like like you see it on the news or you see it on these documentaries all the time and just like, oh, I just don't know what happened. Like, I know what happened. Like, you ate a bit too much food. But 
it's one of those where I, I don't think like cloves really does it for people. I think because they what they do is they kind of some people are like between sizes so they'll be like oh i'm between a 34 36 inch waist and then before you know it you're between a 36 38 and it's like oh it's just a different brand and they're just a bigger they're a bigger size or a smaller size or whatever and you try and kid yourself but actually if you wage yourself you get to that point where you go actually oh, i've never been this number before in my life like this is really high now and it's always amazing to see these people who are on these like uh, you know um 10 years to save my life whatever they're called and the people who are quite obese and it's like oh my god i never knew i weighed that much and i'm like what like how did you not realize and you know you you think about it you go well it's because they don't really weigh themselves they don't know where they're at and i think that that would be one of the most fundamental things of going right i know where i'm at so i did it when i came out from london um and those of you that watched my instagram stories or what saw i was doing on instagram will see that i ate a fair amount of food oh that was, uh, a, that was a drum roll for you saying your weight on air Oh, I will, I, will, I, will, I will say my weight on it. All right, I'll do a drum roll in, um, when that comes up. So, so yeah, like I was, I was eat. I had a couple of burgers. I had a fair few burgers. I had some shakes. I had um, one of the cronuts that you saw the ice cream and the, and the donut croissant thing, which was actually quite disappointing. I'm really annoyed about that. Um, and I kind of indulged in some nice food. I didn't eat enough protein, probably compared to what I used to. I didn't eat as many vegetables as I should. And I was like, right, it's one week of my life in London, seeing old friends again. And I was working. And I thought, you know what? I'm not really going to be that bothered. It's just a week of my life. It's not going to make a huge difference. And I also knew that I was doing lots of walking. So my knee was through the roof. I was doing 20 odd thousand steps a day compared to say two or 4,000 I do at the moment. Not a lot. Um, so I knew that I could kind of get away with eating a bit more food. Um, and I just listened to my body and blah, blah, blah. Boring. Anyway. So before I went away, I was 80 kilos. Came back without weighing myself for a week. Got on the scales Monday morning. I was 80 kilos. Bang on. Like... It wasn't, and again, that's not me bragging. I mean, oh, I'm, I'm, I know what I'm doing, but it, it just—it's just my point of view of like I know what I what I'm doing in terms of right. I'm walking more. How much food I'm eating, how much I can get away with, and push the boundaries a little bit. What I need to do to offset those calories. But my point is that if I hadn't weighed myself on Monday morning, I would have known, wouldn't have known if I'd gauged it correctly or not. Um, and I think that by doing that, you kind of get an idea of how far you can push things or how far overboard you're going. Um, and I just think it'd be a really useful tool for a lot of people to implement in their life if they, as long as they don't get too bothered by the number. Um, yeah, and that was kind of my thing. I was like, actually, people need to do this more often and forget about nutrition overall in terms of intricacies of your absolute diet, like omega-3s and supplementation of vitamins, like literally just at a really huge macro level going, no, I know that to lose weight, I need to eat less food. Like it's pretty simple. Most people actually that's a lie most people don't know that um you'd like to think most people would know that if they eat less calories they won't put on as much weight and it's kind of kind of gives people a way of going right i'm gonna make sure that this week because i keep seeing the scales go up i'm just gonna start eating more veg i'm gonna walk a bit more and i'm gonna eat less food um so yeah that was kind of my thing i thought actually that's that's the thing that when people say to me oh what should i do i'm gonna say to them do that that'd be the best way of doing it it's good yeah, I thought so. And, also, <laughs> and tip tip one B would be stop eating fucking avocados. The amount I mean, of the amount of avocado comments we've been having lately. <laughs> been... <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, if Dan shared a top tip, I'm gonna share a training top tip. Um, ish. Not like we're giving enough gold on that uh, squat stuff, but. Um, 
basically, or what what am I loving right now is is med ball circuits, Dan. Oh yeah, med ball circuits for my clients. Um, mainly because a lot of I don't know, been doing a fair bit of leg work and bracing work and stuff like that, and only doing like maybe two pulls to one push in the session. Um, mm-hmm. Mainly, I think it's just because I've had a lot of like knee, like lower limb rehab um, going on. So we've got a shit ton of med balls, like those Dynamax ones. Um, they're like two kilos, four kilos, eight, six kilos, all that kind of stuff. But the med ball stuff is like so low impact when you do upper body wise. It's it's class. Um, mm. So you can do like pff, 40 reps. I, I was doing 50 reps and giving people, lit- it would literally take them a minute to do of uh, basically each side like 10 and 10 shot puts on each arm and then like some rotation into a wall and then some just like slams into the butt into basically either the wall or themselves and you could move it into a chest press anything like that go for like four or five rounds all it's going to take is about five minutes it's pretty gassing and you get to knacker out your upper body and leave your lower body absolutely fine especially if you got you think you're that you want to do some conditioning and you've got some like lower body exercises to do or the next day and you don't want to fatigue them it's class mm. It's class, Daniel. I would recommend it. Go med ball circuit crazy. Um, so like scoops, shot puts, like stomps, chest passes, slams, um, rotations, rugby chucks. Sounds like a basketball game. Mate, it's all over it. So just uh, be wary of like beginners and shoving a load of rotational work because it's just going to fire up their lower back um, and really screw it up. So don't give them too much rotation, maybe like six to ten reps, and that's it. Yeah, just make sure their rib cage is in the right position. Very true. If their rib cage is not in the right position, then they will die. Yeah. They, well, won't, they, breathe, they, so. they, they won't die. They'll be all right. Um, cool. Just don't make, make sure the big ball's not too heavy, because I actually like just using the two and the four kilo for no matter who, really. I use four kilos for the blokes. Absolutely fine. Just because I'd rather them generate a load of power and go really fast than blow. Like, it's, it's, it's also because it's the heaviest ugh. one you can lift to give to them. Pretty much nailed on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, we, we do have a question, I think, uh, from Henry Dunmore. Oh, yeah. Um, so, what was the question? I'll Tom, give my... uh, the question was, um, who is going to win the CrossFit Games? Alright, the answer will be the one who takes the most drugs. Alright, cool. And we're moving on to stupid things on the internet. Ooh, that sounds like bollocks. Probably because it is. Stupid things on the internet this week. So, uh, I think it's pray for a meal, right? Yeah, so stupid things on the internet this week is um, brought to you by Team Ox, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, uh, for the first time ever, and hopefully the last time ever. Well, I don't know. Like you, you and Mike in front of the camera is obviously amazing. That was brilliant, mate. <laughs> that but needs yeah, to happen more this, often. This this month of August is hashtag Pray for Emil. So Emil has decided to go vegan for the month. So. I, I don't know. Re- repeat that, just in case there's somebody. Yeah, Emil has decided to go vegan. You know, Emil, oh. like the massive dude, he sits at about what's what's his weight on stage? Oh, on stage, I can't remember, but he's about 110 kilos at the moment. 115 yeah. kilos or something. He's, he's a big, he's a boy. big, big boy. A <laughs> uh, lot of muscle mass, which he's going to lose now in a month. Um, yeah, I think he's basically surviving on vegan protein powder and vegan protein powder. I think Sweet. Um, that's pretty much it. But yeah, love veggies, I mean, isn't he? Veggies. Yeah, beyond obviously, that's all he can eat, mate. 
nothing more you can have. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he's um, yeah. I don't like to, I don't like to call out my mates. I don't like to call out you know people I work with, but um, it needs to be done. And all his friends are kind of trolling him for it because um, you know they're they're sort of saying um, he's grown a vagina and all this sort of stuff, and you know some really. <laughs> Really harsh trolling, and it's only been day one. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see how long uh, he lasts doing it. But um, I'm sure there's a valid reason for doing it. Uh, I'm sure it will all be revealed at some point. So go follow him. Um, he is on Instagram. He is at Project Goliath. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so have a follow and, and just see what he gets up to and why he's doing it. Maybe he'll explain. I think he, he he's had his bloods taken, um, health markers checked and things, I think. So I think that's kind of why he's doing it, maybe to see what happens there or um, – or something like that, but we'll uh, we'll see, I, I suppose. But yeah, um, so feel free to troll then. Because, <laughs> Please yeah, do, quite... and then just tag us in it, and just be like, "We Dan and Tom have told us to troll you." Um, yeah, absolutely fine. We'll back you up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's a big dude. He's a big dude. Um, his name's not Goliath, which I was very disappointed about. No, it's not. No, uh, that's just a. It should be though. It, it should, should be. be. It'd be great, Emil Goliath. That's a great name. But what's his what's his real name? Something. Hod, uh, Hod, Hodzovich, I think. Hodzovich, maybe? So, like that. <laughs> Before yeah. we but, butcher it even more. Yeah, I, I literally have no idea. So, um, yeah, obviously it's abs- everything's absolutely fine. If you want to be vegan, you can be vegan. Um, it's just a, a big, quite a big change from Emil, I'm, I'm sure, considering his size before. And he's competed in strongman and like bodybuilding. It's, mm. it's, not, it's not the natural route to go. I wouldn't have thought. So I assume. Is there? Do you reckon there'll be any kind of like coping strategies implemented, or any anything that he'll be craving very soon? What, what would you? What would you? What would you think that was be craving as soon as? I don't really know. I think. Um, so if somebody was going to make that kind of switch, I know he likes. I mean, he loves a steak. You know, like he loves a steak. So. I, I don't know. I, I mean, he's a smart guy, so he'll have all his bases covered in terms of his vitamins and stuff to make sure he's not deficient. So B6, B12 is not going to be a problem, which can be a problem in vegan diets because they predominantly come from meat. But um, I don't I don't honestly don't know. Like, I don't know if, if his iron levels will be as high as they are at the moment because he won't be getting as much iron. Um, I need to check with him about his supplementation and stuff, whether he's supplementing anything extra because, again, if he's doing the traditional vegan thing, then he probably wouldn't take that many supplements either. So he will become slightly deficient in those things. But, um, yeah, I don't, um, I don't know what he'd probably crave. I just think you, I don't think it'd be so much eggs or yogurt. It would just be meat. I think like, what do you make when you have dinner? Like, what would you base your meal around? Like I've done, I don't mind like going some dinners without carbs. Like I don't really miss them not all that much. Or like, you know, eggs and stuff. I'm not really. I, I can happily live without eggs, probably, and yogurt. It would, you know, they're nice, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't cry if they just stopped making them tomorrow. Um, <laughs> whereas I couldn't do it the other way around. Like I couldn't do the veggie thing. I couldn't live on eggs and, and yogurt as my only protein sources. I just don't think I could do that. Um, I wonder if he'd miss fish. I don't know. I don't think he eats that much fish actually. Um, I, I reckon it'd be weird. I reckon you would crave something you wouldn't think. So, like for me, for example, I'm not a huge fan of, um, of like of steak. Like I don't have religiously have steak. I'll have it sometimes. We go to a restaurant, but I reckon that'd be the thing that I'd be like, oh my god, I just want a steak, because I think you'd always crave the most amazing version of like meat. 
or like the the worst kind of you're just like I'm crying out for a like a, a McDonald's a but like but <laughs> walk past yeah just picks up like yeah that'd be crazy some sort of like cheese string <laughs> yeah it'd be interesting we interesting month for him yeah we'll have to give an email update as he goes through because that's it's quite interesting to see somebody switch over I, like one of the trainers who works for me at Marlebone has just gone he's decided to be he actually decided to be vegan and then after two days he was like nah I don't know what I'm going to eat so I'm going to be vegetarian <laughs> So he's gonna be. That veg- sums it up, doesn't it? Then he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna be vegetarian." He, to be fair to him, he's stuck to being vegetarian for a, a while now, so he's doing all right. Um, but I guess it's all like the corn and all that stuff. He just seems to be having corn mints all the time. Uh, yeah, I just, I just don't. I just, I mean, yeah, he's. I mean, his his digestive system is gonna take a bit of a hit as well. Like, he's not gonna be. Uh... Not going to be all rosy down there like it probably is at the moment. Um, Fair enough. All right. Yeah. And that, that chat. Too much. Um, in, too much <laughs> right there. Yeah. All right. Um, any. Vibe is going to be like. <laughs> any news team box wise apart from that? Um, no, not really. Other than um, obviously, if you're keen for coaching and you want our help, um, we are always available for for you guys. So just drop us a, a line and inquire about coaching if you want. Um, we are also doing our group coaching launches in September, Ooh. so keep an eye out for that. So if you're um, keen to, to do that, I think it's going to be um, £10 a week. Uh, I'm going to do six-week and ten-week options for that. Um, all will be revealed soon, so make sure you're following us uh, on Facebook. Um, just search for Team Box UK, and obviously make sure you follow me on Instagram and you'll see um, my posts about it as well. So when that comes out, and that'll... Um, that'll be for yeah either six or six weeks or ten weeks before Christmas, so it can help you shed down before Christmas, so that you don't feel so bad when you eat a bit more food, and then you've not got as much to do in January. I'm guessing that's mainly nutritional coaching. Yeah, nutritional. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just nutrition group coaching. Yeah, wonderful. Because uh, the people who I've already contacted by the time this out goes out, really, um, who are joining the little band of strength hypertrophy yeah. crew. Disclaimer on that can be it can be used it can be combined in conjunction with any other group training program. <laughs> Basically, yeah. If you want to do nutrition, you can do like Dan's yeah. the team box nutrition stuff and do mine. That's absolutely yeah, fine. There's I'm, no, uh, there's no training doing, advice given in ours, and I won't be giving a nutritional advice. Just eat is basically. Thank, thank God. Thank God, right? Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to be five guysing every day. Otherwise, it's um, five guys and honey nut Cheerios. <laughs> uh, meal prep. And probably, some, uh, and probably some Bear Bells protein bars. Probably. Yes, definitely some Bear Bells protein bars, so we'll be on that. Um, yeah, so Pink, whoever's been contacted, I, you've definitely been contacted, so that'll be starting as of next week. So that'd be wonderful. Just a little pilot. It is for free. So um, well done for you, you people that basically... It took three minutes. Three minutes to my spaces to fill up, Dan. Um, so, which is good. I'm very thankful we've got some nice listeners. Um, and that's all I wanted from us. So, my kids... Right. We've got some nice listeners, but we realise that we get... We know how many downloads we get, <laughs> and we know how many reviews enough, we've got right? on iTunes. Just saying, guys. We've, if we've you had, love the show, please be, review us on to be, iTunes. To be fair, we did, we did get another review on uh, Facebook. I can't remember your name right now. Um, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that was really nice. Thank you very like, much, yeah. Because someone... 
liked the page and then wrote a review pretty much straight away so they obviously listened yes, yes. and then were like oh yeah this guy said to do it so thank you very much and i'm gonna find out who it was right now because they need to have a shout out for that because that is a nice thing to do uh <laughs> my if my phone is quick enough reviews it's probably not it thing. was jack draper yeah he did like it yeah yesterday sorry. at ten forty-eight. <laughs> thank you very much jack Perfect. very kind of you awesome all right we're done, Dan. I think that's a wrap. I think that's a wrap. Awesome. Oh, dear. Sorry. That's Bad a fine. Word. That's a fine. All right. Uh, we will uh, catch you next week, guys. See you later. See you later.